Hello, hello, lovely fans. Let's talk originals. I did promise you that I would watch the first episode of all of the Netflix originals and let you know how it went. And so I will start with Lily Hammer. That is the first one to come out. It is also the first one I wrote about in the post, and I'm going in that order. So Lily Hammer stars Stephen Van Zandt. Um, he plays Frank or Giovanni. It is a he used to um, work for um, he used to be a part of a mob family and then he testified against his new boss because the old boss died and the new boss tried to kill him and so he testified against him and then he asked to be sent to Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer is in Norway and it's super cold. I have no idea why he'd want to go there besides the fact that nobody would look for him there. So I guess that's a good enough reason. Um, you've probably seen Stephen Van Zandt and The Sopranos as Silvio Dante. And I think it's interesting because I I looked him up and like The Sopranos is his biggest thing. And I've never seen The Sopranos, but I'm assuming he played a pretty big part because he's in like every episode. So that must mean that he's important, which also probably means that he was a part of the mob family and that as well. Which is great because he already has experience and it's not like he went to Lily Hammer to never do mob-like things ever again because we all know that that's not how it works. Um, the rating, it's actually a pretty decent show. There's a lot of profanity, but you have to expect that. But um, there's a lot of drinking as well. Nothing like crazy, but everyone just drinks. And there's some violence, like you have to expect there'll be some like fighting or things like that. And so from the first episode, I thought it was really good. It was really funny. And I just, I thought that Norway was such a weird place to move to, but I guess it works because most of them know English and Norwegian. And so he's like learning and still being able to talk to people. And I think that's really great. He tries to be good. He does try but he ends up bribing people and blackmailing someone. And so things are not, he's not going to just go up there as like a normal civilian. And he's trying to open up this bar and he's trying to like have life go as it should according to him. And so um, I thought it was really good. It was very entertaining. When it first came out, we watched it as a family, but I never really got into it then. And now I'm thinking that I should go back and watch all of them because it just seems like a good show to watch. Like, there's nothing that you have to freak out about. It's just nice. And so that was really great. I'm also really happy that, like, it, he didn't have, like, a wife and kids that he needed to take with them because that would bring, like, a whole bunch of worry and, like, oh, my gosh, is he going to, like... um are people going to find him because he has his whole family and people are looking for him and stuff like that? Um, unlike The Family, that's a Netflix movie as well, I believe. The Family, where the whole family has to pick up and leave and they're just... It's, it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I might even review it for you all. It's just really, really good. Okay. Next on the list is House of Cards. House of Cards is something that I have been told to watch 
millions and millions of times by like friends, family, everything. And I just haven't had the time. And I feel like when I watch a political show, I need to like sit and watch it and listen. And that is definitely right for the House of Cards. It starts Kevin Spacey, who plays Frank Underwood. You may have seen Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, Horrible Bosses, 21, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Kevin Spacey is just like a face that most people know. Like even if they haven't seen him in a movie, you know that face. And so I thought that was really great that, you know, he gets this big part and people get to see him all the time. So Frank Underwood, his political goal is to take the White House as his own pretty much. And so you see like in the beginning, he's trying to get this position and so it's just very it moves fast but he explains everything it's like a narration to the audience kind of thing as well which I think is great because he explains like you know he tells you who the president is who the VP is he's the majority whip and so he kind of like explains everything and tells you how he really feels and I just I don't know I like it I think it's a nice touch it also stars Michael Kelly, who plays Doug Stamper. You might have seen him in the Adjustment Bureau, Changeling, Now You See Me, and Chronicle. And then it has Kate Mara, who plays Zoe Barnes. Um, she's from American Horror Story, 127 Hours, Iron Man 2, and Shooter. There are actually like a lot of familiar faces in this show, but I thought I'd bring up the most familiar. If you want to know who else is in it, what else they've been in, don't hesitate to ask me because I'd be more than happy to tell you. Um, the rating, it's, um, they have alcohol. People drink. People drink often, especially people in power. So you have to expect that. There is a sexually inappropriate scene in the first episode. Um, and there is some profanity that gets used. It, I don't know. So far, it doesn't seem like super terrible, but it is only the first episode, so I don't think they could put that much in it. I think it's a really, really good show. I'm really excited to watch all of it. I'm really upset that I waited until, like, after the second season came out because now I have to sit and watch all of them continuously, which can be bittersweet. Um, he's so power-hungry, and I just, I don't know. I think it's really great to follow somebody like that. It's almost like you're following the bad guy in a movie. And not saying that people who are power hungry are bad guys. It's just the way that he looks and the way that he does things, him and his wife, is just, it's so exciting to watch. And his wife, they're so like compatible. Like they know how the other person should feel. And I just, I think it's a beautiful relationship that they have. But I'm, I'm super worried because and TV shows and movies like this, they don't last. And so I'm really hoping that their relationship lasts. And, you know, whether it happens or doesn't, I'll let you know. Because I might review this one again when I finish all of it. And so I think it's really great. And I think that everybody should at least watch the first episode. And I can say that because I know that after you watch the first episode, you'll probably keep watching. Next on my watching list was Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove, I have tried to watch it before and I was just getting too confused and so I stopped and I just never went back or I'd fall asleep on some episodes and I don't know about you all, but when I fall asleep on episodes, I 
generally just skip to the next one because I don't feel like figuring out where I stopped that. And sometimes that's not always the best idea, especially for a show like this. So Hemlock Grove um, stars, I think, Fam Famke Jansen. I looked up the pronunciation, and I'm really hoping that it's correct. But if it is wrong, please don't hesitate to tell me. Um, she plays Olivia. She also starred in X-Men, Taken, Hide and Seek, and I Spy. Um, you have Landon LeBron, who plays Peter, and he was in Terra Nova, Degrassi, Girl in Progress, Life Unexpected. And then you have Bill Skarsgård, who played in Anna Karenina, and he also played in a lot of Swedish movies. He's actually a Swedish actor. And I tell you what those movies are, but I can't pronounce them, nor are they on Netflix. So, Hemlock Grove is a very interesting story about the town and these murders that are happening. And no one knows, like, where it's coming from. Um, Peter is a gypsy, or he's a half-breed, he'd say. And he just moved there. Olivia is Pete is um sorry Roman's mother and Roman is an upier. Now, I don't know what an upier is, but so far I feel like they're vampires because they just kind of give off that aura of the whole rich and famous, I've lived for so long, you can't tell me what to do kind of thing. And so that's what I'm thinking, but I'm not actually sure. It's really really strange to watch like there's so many different characters there's so many like people that are like everyday people and then like creatures I guess would be the word and it's sometimes it's hard to keep up and you kind of wonder where like all this is coming from the rating is it's not for kids at all there's sexual content there are smoking I'm pretty sure drugs is gonna be in this the language is bad just you know, everything of everything is just in this show. And I guess that's what makes it good and bad. Because they're so like, I'm just going to put everything out there. This is what kind of show this is. But it also means that not a lot of people can watch it. Everyone in the town has a crazy backstory that in the first episode, I just didn't get. Um, I think they did a flashback in there somewhere. And flashbacks are always hard for me because I never know, like... If it's a flashback, but I think um, the flashback that I'm thinking of was a flashback because the the lighting was a little faded. And generally, that's a clear indication that it's a flashback. And so, um, it was pretty good. Everyone in the TV show is just attractive. They're so beautiful. They're so handsome. And it just, I don't know. I think it adds to the fact that they're creatures because they make creatures so beautiful until they turn into their form and then they become like this hideous thing. And I might finish, I might try and watch him like Grove again because I heard that it gets better and it gets like easier to understand. Plus, I kind of want to know what happens. And that, you know, that's how shows wrap you in. They just no, the best way to get you to continue watching is to put, like, a to-be-continued at the end. And some shows don't even have to put to-be-continued. It's just, like, they say something at the end, and then, boom, it goes off. And then you're like, well, now I absolutely have to watch the next one, or at least read up about it. And so, 
that's what I feel like is going on with Hemlock Grove. Um, our next show is Orange is the New Black. Now, if you have Netflix and have not seen any part of Orange is the New Black, I find that unbelievable because everyone has... Most people that I have encountered have seen Orange is the New Black, even if they don't have Netflix, because it's just a show that's brought up a lot, a lot of things. And, like, most of these people, I don't think they were big actors. Like, I never remember seeing them on anything until Orange is the New Black, except Laura Prepon, because we all know that she's Donna from that 70s show. But everyone else, it's like, I've never seen this person before. I'm really excited to see who they are. And I think that's great because I think it allows us to really believe that they are the characters that they're playing. And so the show is about this woman named Piper who goes to prison and it just talks, it just tells her story of being in there. It's based on an actual memoir. And the first episode is all about her getting ready to leave pretty much and her being there and her... You know, she's so upset because she's leaving her fiancé and her best friend. And her best friend is pregnant. And her life is just, like, kind of falling apart because she's going to prison and she can't do anything about it. And she gets there and she's, like, trying to be normal. But it's so hard because it's just there is no being normal in prison. And so it's just, it's insane how things work. And I think it's a beautiful show because... Because it truly tells her story, and I just think it's great to see, like, all walks of life in that context. Like, you have so many different groups of people, and, you know, they um, they don't always mix. Like, it shows that prison is so segregated, and I can't say whether or not this is right or wrong, because I have never been... But this is based off a memoir, and no one has come forth and said, this is so wrong, and this shouldn't even be a show, or anything like that. Like, Orange is the New Black has made such a positive, like, look out, well, I'm starting this off wrong. Orange is the New Black has shown people a lot of what's going on, like, how terrible the prison systems are, how how women prisons work, what type of things they go through. And then it tells you so much about the people in particular. Now, I've watched both seasons, all episodes. And I think that it's just, it's so funny because you get so wrapped up in every person because they tell you all the stories and it just makes you love them and cherish them. And it makes you never want to stop watching. And that's how it is with most people. Most people watch one episode and continue to watch all of it. I personally couldn't do that. Like, I just, there were so many feels going on. Like, so much, like, heartache. And then I was laughing too hard. And I was yelling. And it's just, it's a good show. And you get worked up. And it's, I think it's great. Um, Next, we have BoJack Horseman. Now, BoJack Horseman is a show about this horse who used to be the most loved uh, creature on this old TV show, this 90s show. And so um, now, it's like years later, all the kids are growing up on the show, and he is doing nothing with his life. He's made nothing of himself. He's trying to write a, um, a memoir, 
and can't do it because he's just super lazy. It's not a kid's show, even though he used to play on a kid's show. There's a lot of drinking. Surprisingly, there's a lot of sexual content. Um, not all in the... Well, the first episode has tons of drinking. All the sexual content is, like, up and down throughout the season. And... But there is some in the first episode. Um, it's really funny. Like, it's really, really funny. And I'm really upset that there's only six hours worth of watching on Netflix. Because I think it's a great show and I hope it comes back. Because he says, like, a lot of dumb things, but he also says a lot of smart things. And I just, I think it's great. I think it's great to watch. Um, Bojack Horseman is this huge horse who just walks around town. And he's not the only animal in the show. His publishing company is Penguin Publishing. And um, when he goes to eat, he he eats at this diner that's run by cows. And I think one of the funniest things is, I don't know if it was in the first episode or down the line, but somebody ordered a steak and the cow was so angry giving him his steak and the man was like, I am so so sorry and then somebody ordered milk and she like put the milk under her dress and gave him milk that way and so like all these animals still act like themselves they're just now like standing up and walking around and speaking in English and so I think the show is a hit I think it's great I think if you have time you should watch it it's one of those shows that you watch, like, before you go to bed, like, Family Guy or American Dad and stuff like that. Because it's just, I don't know, it's funny and it's just good to watch. And you can't be mad at that. Southcliff, on the other hand, my next original, is something you can be mad at. Southcliff is a Netflix original about a journalist who goes back to his hometown to write a story about a mass shooting. Now... It doesn't start off with a mass shooting. There's no indication that there's a mass shooting until the end of the episode. I sat through this entire episode and I was like, when are we going to get to the mass shooting? Because that's what it says that the show is about. The show is a miniseries. It only has four episodes in this season. And so I watched the first one. And it was so hard. Like, I had to keep stopping it because I was either getting confused or I just didn't care anymore. It's, it started off with these um, military men. I want to say that they're in the army, but I'm not completely sure, so don't quote me on that. But I do know for a fact that they are military men. And they just came home. And so there's, like, two main characters, Roy Kinnear who plays David, and Sean Harris, who plays Steven. Roy Kinnear is from Skyfall. He's a 007 guy. He's, um, he was also in Quantum of Solace. If you want to know who he played, ask me, because um, he's not 007. He also played in Penny Dreadful, which it was a TV show that I heard was pretty good, but I haven't looked into it yet. And he played in Wild Target. Sean Harris was in The Borgias, Deliver Us from Evil, Prometheus, and Harry Brown. I have not seen any of those, so I've never seen his acting before. But the show's really weird. Like, it's it's kind of bleak. Like, it seems like it's set in a town that rains all the time. And there, I don't see any journalists in it. Like, it starts off with, like, a news report of 
the journalist talking about how he doesn't how people say that they don't remember the town being this way but he's all like well have you do you remember our town correctly or something like that and so it starts off a little confusing and then you just watch these guys kind of like drink and walk around and get adjusted to being back home and I don't like it Netflix told me I was only going to give it two stars and I think they're right I will watch the next three episodes because at the end of the episode, the mass shooting actually happened. And so now I kind of want to know what happened. I kind of understand why he did it, but I want to know what happens after that, like how the people feel and blah, blah, blah. So I will let you know how that goes because I'm really hoping that this show gets better because right now I'm just I'm not happy with this original and I don't know where it came from either like I don't know if somebody was just like I really want to wipe this show if this is based on a book if this is based on true events I think if it was based on true events we'd know about it but there's a lot of things that do get swept under the rug so who knows so I will continue to watch South Cliff and let you all know how that works out because right now it's just not good the first episode was not holding my attention and I could really go without seeing the next three episodes but I feel since it's only three episodes I can go ahead and just watch it and it won't be that big of a deal our last show is Happy Valley it came out this year along with BoJack Horseman and I think it's pretty good. It's a, um, it's not a, it's not an American TV show. It's Yorkshire, if I'm correct. And so this woman is a police officer. And, um, this man who just got out of jail, is she, he just got out. And it's bothering her because he is involved, was involved in the death of her daughter. And so, like, now she's all like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so she's, like, going about her day and sees him. And it's interesting. Like, he is a part of something. He's a part of this kidnapping plan. And she doesn't know that. But she wants to, like kill him pretty much because he is involved in the death of her daughter but I'm not sure if she's going to he is just trying not to go back to jail even though now he's going along with his kidnapping plan and so it starts off with this woman who gets a call about this guy who says he's going to set himself on fire and this is what got me hooked and he's on this kid's playground he's on he's in the park on the kid playground and He's threatening to set himself on fire. He's been drinking. I think he doused himself. And then apparently he wants to light a cigarette without killing himself. And so um, that I think that started off the show pretty well because this is another town where it looks like it rains all the time and it just looked sad, even though it's called Happy Valley. And I feel like even when you know that something is called a positive name, like you should just expect it to be sad and heartbreaking. And that's kind of what this is. Like, it is kind of sad and heartbreaking, but I really like it. And I really hope that I will see, like, it explains everything. And I hope that I have the time to continue to watch it because it just looks like a genuinely good show. It stars um, Sarah Lancashire, 
who plays Catherine, and she is a TV woman. She's played on TV shows and TV movies like Lark Rise to the Candleford, Coronation Street, Where the Heart Is, Last Tango in Halifax, stuff like that. And so I think she is really good. Like, this is this part was pretty much made for her because it's another TV show. And I like her. I think she is funny and real and honest. And it's a small town, so anything can happen. And so there's like a little, there's a lot of funny things that go on. Like the guy trying to set himself on fire. And there's a lot of serious things going on. Like a guy who's trying to get his daughter sent to school. So he hires somebody to kidnap his daughter's, his, his boss's daughter. It's inter- It's a very interesting show, and if you have the time, look into it. Let me know what you think. I think that is it. That was all the Netflix originals, and I watched the beginning of every one of them. I liked all of them, except Southcliff. I did not like Southcliff at all. Um, they all have, like, full seasons on Netflix. It's not, like, a half a season, but I don't think Netflix does half seasons anyway. Hmm. One thing I didn't mention was the fact that in BoJack Horseman, BoJack is played by Will Arnett. And most of you should know Will Arnett from either the Lego movie or Despicable Me as a voiceover. Or, I don't know if you guys ever watched um, Up All Night, the TV show, but he was in that and he's also in Arrested Development. And... So yeah, these are all good shows. They all have good actors and actresses. And take a look into them. If you don't want to watch them, but you want to know how they play out, let me know. And maybe I'll make a podcast for that show. In the meantime, I'm going to go back to watching movies. And I think for um, a Romantic Tuesday, I will have Blue Valentine up for you. So look forward to that. I hope you enjoyed this long podcast about all of Netflix originals. They're really good. Most of them are really good. And they don't take up too much of your time. Most of you are binge-watching TV shows with 10 seasons anyway, so you might as well stop and give Netflix some love by rating or commenting or giving them some feedback on how their originals were. Let me know what you thought this podcast was like or what you thought the shows were like because I'd love to talk to you all about this. So you can tweet me. You can comment on my blog. um, You can hit us up on Facebook. So anyway, to let us know that you either watched it or that you liked it or didn't like it, let me know. I'm totally happy to hear your comments. And I will talk to you next time.